Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back, Michael Lendy, CEO, President of Predictive AI. Love that name because you probably already know what they do. Trades on the venture and the stock symbol PAI. And for our friends uh, in the US, INOTF. And for our friends in Europe, 71T. Now, for those of you new to the story, uh, here's what you need to know. Predictive AI's proprietary AI and machine learning platform provides what you would expect, predictive and prescriptive solutions in the public safety sector. Now, more than just lip service, they've already received orders for 62 units of their thermal pass, and they only launched that in October uh, 2020. Uh, it was also showcased at, uh, the, this is the thermal pass the fever detection system at a Carolina Panthers NFL game during the season. It's got 24 medical grade sensors, 1,200 readings per second, uh, and it's great for use in high traffic places like factories, schools, office buildings, mass transit, and so on and so forth. The company's got two wholly owned subsidiaries. They got AI Labs, that they're, that's their R&D arm, and Weather Telematics. Uh, that's where they launched their alert fleet product, a road weather hazard alert system. And today's press release, Predictive AI partners with Waterloo Artificial Intelligence Institute. Uh, that's a big one. Michael, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Good to be here, George. Um, look, for people who are new, I want to talk about University of Waterloo. But before we do that, I'd rather talk about the really flash stuff first, right? Uh, first of all, you've already sold 62 units of thermal pass. What do you attribute that early success to? Well, I mean, uh, since, since uh, November, it's been, uh, we're in the 80s now. And uh, okay. in terms of in terms of quantity, so it's gone up a little bit. Uh, but then what we did was that was just us. That was just you know uh, our internal team uh, reaching out to different buckets of education, hospitals, and and uh, and prisons. Uh, but what we did was we decided since then to put together uh, a sales channel program. Uh, where we've got some very experienced uh, sales channel uh, consultants on board now who uh, are working with us. And uh, we decided, you know, look, we're an AI team. We're not a sales team. So let's keep producing great artificial intelligence solutions through deep machine learning, you know, for subject matter experts. But let's make sure we have as good as we are at AI, we want someone just as good in the sales world who's got established clientele, established customers, big brand names. So we've been signing out a lot of different sales channel partners uh, for, for distribution and reselling. And that's been our strategy. And although, although some of those we signed on as long as six weeks ago, it's taken about that long for them to get up to speed, have the product knowledge meetings. Sure, of course. Uh, we had to educate their staff and their teams and in the States and Canada. In fact, uh, Jason uh, from our joint venture partner, uh, Commercial Solutions, is down in the States as of uh, two days ago, working with a couple of those different sales channels and a couple of different uh, financial institutions because uh, we're in the process right now of getting them set up to do some great volume sales. And so that's what we've been asking, uh, trying to level set and manage people's expectations that even though we have these great partnerships in sure. place, it does take a couple of months 
for to see the fruits of the of the labor, so to speak. But we're uh, we're setting up those strategic sales channel partnerships uh, everywhere now across North America, which is really exciting. You're not the first company I've had to talk about talk to about helping manage shareholder expectation for sales cycles, right? Naturally, share you know uh, you know uh, shareholders wake up every morning and they want to see a press release. We we understand that, but I think you manage the expectations great. The example I've used in the past for everybody at home is: look, if you want to sell your house, a house that everybody wants, you don't need to convince anybody. It takes. 90 days before you get it sold because you have to hire you have to hire a real estate agent they've got to come in they've got to take measurements look around they've got to figure it out you know that takes 90 days and that's a house that's something that happens all the time every day for the last 100 years so when you talk about artificial intelligence detection systems for COVID-19 I think it takes a little bit longer than that but you're confident in the meantime Michael that these channel partners you guys have set up are going to be able to do the job that you're expecting. So I remain more bullish than ever because these sales channel partnerships have demonstrated to us that they not only know the space, they've got other products already that are doing quite well to mitigate the spread of contagions and not just for COVID, but for anything, for a flu, for another virus, where a number one symptom is an elevated temperature. So, and and the nice thing is um, with all the new news about, um, we're not in the imaging business and we're not, you know, taking names we're and taking uh, faces. There's no facial recognition here. It's, it's completely uh, anonymous data that we're collecting which is worth a lot. And, and that's gonna come into play soon. We can speak more about that later. But um, it's the fact that people don't feel a violation in social distance because it's touchless. And no one needs to get near them with a, with a thermal gun pointed at their head. Um, and- Actually, well, while, we're talking, while we're talking, Michael, we've had video of the actual unit in place uh, just for people okay. to see. It's amazing. You just literally walk on through a doorway and you don't even, you, I don't think most people even realize it's there because it's so innocuous. You're kind of mm-hmm. walking through a doorway and your, your thermal pass kind of looks like part of the doorframe almost. Yeah. When we, when we did a, a demo for 7,000 NFL football fans in Carolina, one of the NCAA uh, former coaches was down there. He used to work for the Indiana Pacers as well. Uh, he, he was commenting, wow, like nobody even notices they're going through. And then when they realized they did, they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. So great. You know, it wasn't this daunting, fearful thing they had to go through. It was just part of the scenery, so to speak. And only people who, you know, registered a fever got pulled aside. But um, the nice thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's, these are sensors, which take, as you alluded to earlier, take 1200 readings per second. So it's great. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's tremendously accurate, but unobtrusive at the same time and allows people flow of 60 people per minute, which is, which is amazing. So when we have our sales channel partners out there promoting uh, to their existing companies, whether they're big retail boxes, box companies, or whether they are medical uh, suppliers or hospitals or edu- in education or government, whatever they are as customers, these are groups that will uh, appreciate where the sale is coming from because these are 
very reputable resellers who only sell uh, well-known and respected products. So it's much better than, uh, you know, me reaching out to you going, hi, I've got Thermal Pass, would you like to buy one? We've got a much more sophisticated infrastructure in place uh, that's, and it's growing all the time now, which is amazing. And I think that's super smart because first of all, we now live in a world where even the biggest corporation on the planet have said, we just want to focus on our core competency. You know, we don't want to deliver. If we're Coca-Cola, we like to make food and beverage products. We're not in the delivery, you know, so they're outsourcing everything. So I think that's great that you guys are thinking like a big company already. And I think yeah, it's- You have to to scale. I mean, you know, people, you know, I, I you know, and I'll address one by one, I'll speak to different investors, whether it's on your hub through through typing away or whether it's a phone call. And I'll explain, you know, to an investor who's perhaps a little frustrated and wanting to see big sales to, to move the stock up. And I say, you know, it's coming. But let me back up and explain to you our process and how we're, I wish I could tell you all the other stuff in the background, but I'm not allowed to until it's public domain. But what I can tell you, which is available to everyone, is that um, it's a process to develop a model for this business that's based upon yeah. uh, uh, programming for uh, the distribution on a sales channel basis. And, and, and that's when I get off the phone with a frustrated investor, they're no longer frustrated. And instead of being a detractor, they're now a promoter. And they're saying, okay, so I get it now. I spent you know, 15 minutes with Mike on the phone and I understand and I wish I could you know, um, speak to every single person to explain this, but what you're gonna well, see- The great thing is we're doing it here. And I know you can't go through a 15, 15 minute explanation of the sales process, but there's definitely, look, uh, there's definitely a method to the madness, right? It's not a case of, Hey, George of Georgecom, you want to resell my thermal pass? <laughs> sure, Michael. Yeah, great. All right, let me just call up some guys now and start making the sales happen. You have to set up the process. These are professional sales channels. So they need yeah. materials. They need to get educated. They need to figure out how are we going to fulfill these? What are the payment terms? You need to put all that in place. Yeah. Right. And, and then every figure... sales channel probably has a bit of a different process too. Totally. And what we've all we've been told this by all these sales channels who don't even speak to each other so we know it to be true they've all independently uh said listen once we start reaching out you're looking at eight weeks and they're just starting to reach out this week um so you're looking at a couple of months before you see some significant sales you know we'll, we'll, all so by mid-may or so we'll start seeing some things start happening and i don't know why people are impatient michael i'm going to tell you something if you don't mind you know i've been in the small cap world for 24 years now and i've been fortunate enough to have some incredible successes under my belt under the agorcom belt right. guys this stuff doesn't happen in a day or two or a week or a month as long as a company's got a great product they've got a great business plan They've got some validation. To me, the validation, Michael, comes the fact that you've already sold more than 80 units. You've got a number of channel sellers, channel partners, who don't want to waste their time, by the way. If they take you on, it's because they, uh, you know, they, they have real big confidence in the product and what's going to do in the marketplace. So you just got to give, for everyone who, who is who's watching this, who might be an impatient investor, you have to give the business plan a chance to, to, you know, form, right. It need, it just need to, you need to let it happen. So 
I think most people are not impatient, but for those who are, I hope they get a better understanding that, you know, this is a, there's a long, this is going to be a company's going to be around for a long time. So if you have to wait eight to 12 weeks here, what's the problem? And the thing is, the thing is, uh, George, we're doing the same thing with alert fleet now. So yeah, let's talk about that. So let's go on to the alert fleet side, because if you just had thermal pass, that'd be fantastic. Let's talk about alert fleet. So, you know, the alert fleet, um, what I'm so excited about is, and I, I like to use hockey analogies, heck, we're Canadian, why not? Um, you know, you got this 50 goal scorer who's sitting on a bench and you're just wondering, hey, what happens if I actually play this guy? You know, um, and that's what the alert fleet, before it even had its name and branding, that's what it was uh, when I first came into the company uh, about 11 months ago. And it was this, this amazing proprietary data made up of over 10 years and over 100 million miles of proprietary road and weather data that when current atmospheric temperature meets historical data, it comes together and tells you within a certain amount of yards or meters ahead, like within 150 meters ahead, hey, there's black ice or there's hydroplaning or lightning strikes or heavy winds, things that long haul trucking companies have major issues with that can lead to disaster, not just to product not arriving on time and product and damage, but the safety of a person's life who's driving the vehicle. And so for him or her, the truck operator, this is, this is paramount. And so we branded this and, and monetized it and, and got it going and put our presentations together. And we've been having some really great initial success getting introduced into the marketplace by our friends at Infield Solution who have tremendous experience with, with great GPS companies. And, and uh, also there's other partnerships that are underway right now that we're working with who have already 15 or 16 fleets as customers because they're the current software supplier or GPS company for these firms. So instead of us going to each and every fleet, no way. Instead, we're using the software fleet providers as our sales channels to introduce us into their networks because they don't, none of them have what we have. None of them have the road and weather accuracy that we have. And, okay. and Michael, is it predicting based on uh, historical weather patterns and historical road condition? Is it predicting that, hey, George, you know, you may have black ice ahead of you because of, or, or is it, or is it actually doing that in real time? It's doing it in real time for hyper local uh, weather reporting. So if George, if you're driving a big truck and um, you get an alert in your truck saying to you 150 meters ahead, black ice, you're gonna slow down to 20 kilometers or whatever it's gonna tell you, switch lanes or pull over, whatever it's gonna tell you. Um, that is a result that, that um, app is the result of historical meeting current atmospheric data. Now we take it a step. We take it a step further since we're experts and leaders in the sensor business, and sensors are what made thermal pass what it is. We have this. We have that initial technology from the road sensors, which gives us what we call 100% ground truth. And these sensors 
are a whole other level. One sits on the top of the cab and one underneath of these trucks and gives you 100% uh, road accuracy. So, you know, we're now, instead of us calling up a fleet of two or 300 vehicles trying to sell our system into theirs, we're calling up the companies who already have those fleets as customers who are missing our technology. They layer our technology in and sell it to their thousands of trucks, you know, because they have, they have 15, 16, 17 fleets, some of these companies as customers, and each fleet ranges from 300 trucks to 3,000 trucks. So you're, you're, you know, you could be upwards of 100,000 uh, to 150,000 trucks uh, that, that one company we're working with or partnering with has as customers, and they're just layering in our weather. You know, they may already have the navigation, they may already sure. have a certain type of risk, but they don't have, with our degree of accuracy, our technology. So we found out real quickly that our sales channel in, in this world, same model as Thermopass, are the people who already have the clients. Why make things difficult? Why not hop on what's already winning yeah. and join that? And they, by the way, your partners feel the same way. They know that there's a need for these kind of products, but they're not going to produce them themselves. They don't want to be the AI business. They've got the, so it's a perfect partnership. You bring the technology, they bring the customers and you guys do some kind of a rev share at the end of the day or however it works out. You optimize your sales and they further optimize the channel because that's what every business wants to do at the end yeah. of the day, right? George commas a hundred customers who buy hamburgers from me. So it makes sense if I can partner with Michael's Meats to also sell them hot dogs and to also sell them yeah. chicken. That's right. I can't go build, make this stuff, but you've got it. You put it through, everybody's happy. Perfect. That's right. Uh, let's talk about this press release quickly. Because uh, I, I, you know, I'm a business guy and I think the shareholders love, I'm glad we started with that conversation because that's really the business side, right? But this, uh, this uh, headline here where you partnered with Waterloo Artificial Intelligence Institute. First of all, that's an incredible feat because Waterloo's AI Institute is world renowned. Question I have for you is, you've already got AI labs, that's your internal R&D arm. Uh, what does the partnership with Waterloo AI bring the, on top of that, that's going to help you guys out. So I think that I think what it does uh, are a few things. Number one, um, it lets the world know that predictive AI is a serious artificial intelligence and, and deep machine learning company, uh, bringing solutions to subject matter experts in various verticals. Because you, when you when you take it upon the business to associate with what is considered the top artificial intelligence school in North America, uh, if not the world, you're making a statement on where you wanna go in your future. You're saying one, we wanna scale up and have access to the best minds available, professors, graduate students, masters. Two, we wanna be on the learning cusp. So we're wanting to learn from the institution as well and take in everything that they're bringing to the table. Three, we want to have the ability to associate with their, as they would call it, round table network of businesses. I mean, they, they have incredible partnerships with huge brand names, the likes of which include 
uh, Microsoft and oh, Loblaws and like, you know, incredible partnerships on very high levels these guys have. And so it gives us some exposure to, to them as well and to learn what everybody else is doing. Because if you're just going to go with blinders on in your business and make plans like that, you're, you're, you're not doing a service to your business. And where, where Daryl Smith, our, our chief technology officer is concerned, you know, he believes and we believe that we've got to constantly be learning. And we have a lot of initiatives on our table. We would, we're going to be able to have some access to some of the greatest AI minds there are. And I think they have over 600 plus uh, individuals who, who, who are brilliantly engaged. And Six, 600 AI heads are better than one. Unbelievable. And, you know, they're doing an incredible um, um, sort of open house virtually on March 25th. So people should go check out um, uh, waterloo.ai. Uh, because they're doing, say, if you're a business in AI, uh, or if you're a, uh, a group that, that is interested in, in where artificial intelligence is going, these guys are on the cutting edge. There's well, maybe you could post that to the, uh, to the forum, Michael, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Post to the, the AI forum on Agoracom. That would be great just to, because I'm sure a lot of your shareholders, hey, hey even me, I would love to take a look at that. Uh, who would who who are thinking about artificial intelligence but don't know where to start? By the way, let me ask you a question. Am I? I'm going to make an assumption, and I want to ask you if I'm correct. Uh, to become a partner with Water with Waterloo AI Institute, right? I'm assuming you have to pass a certain threshold. So GeorgeCom again, the, GeorgeCom doesn't exist, but I always use that as an example. Coming, I can't just call up Waterloo AI and say, "Hey, I'm doing a little bit of AI, and I'd like to partner with you." I'm assuming that they want to take a look at serious partners. And, and that they took a close look at what predictive AI is doing and almost accepted you in as a partner. Am I wrong there? I mean, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Um, so I, I'm assuming I, I had the privilege of meeting with, uh, with Harold uh, Godwin, who is uh, managing director of, of Waterloo AI and um, the Institute uh, and um, met with him a couple of times, a few times actually. And, uh, you know, getting to know each other, understanding where we come from, what we're doing, what our plans are about. Um, and um, I would assume they did their due diligence and, and looked under the hood a little bit. Um, you know, I, 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 it's, I'm very humble about this. You know, we're a small company and, and we're very excited to, to have an affiliation with the school. And uh, very excited to uh, to put on our learning hats and and to and just I think the, the first six to nine months is going to be just looking around and 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 seeing what it means to to have uh, uh, um, uh, the ability to participate in that community and so and then after that uh, I think there's a good likelihood of us getting more involved on a, on a a more significant level from our end. Uh, this is this is a, an incredible opportunity, um, and you know, I mean, for us to have access to to great minds and and, and work on some of our ideas uh, with them, and and you know, the other thing is is they have incredible students uh, who who want to work. Looking for summer. jobs when they graduate. Yeah. 
absolutely and after graduation so like to just be able to have a bit of a in there on on the uh, you know we just hired a um we just hired a brilliant guy uh from ivy at western who's also a computer scientist um and and it's incredible what this young man brings to the fold i mean like just blowing us away you know we're listening to what he's telling us every day and we're just incredibly impressed so you know there's gonna be there will be a lot and you know they've got this um they've got a, a partnership uh uh the university of waterloo uh with uh mac with with mcmaster and western i believe and the three universities work in uh with with outreached industries so they work uh, to create a bridge between the actual AI industry and the academia. So it's these guys are not living in a purely academic world. They're living in a very real uh, and they're they're an yeah, active. Yeah, you got to be pragmatic. Otherwise, you're no good to anybody at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's just incredible what I've learned so far, just getting to understand how the school works. I, you know, and, and it's uh, I'm looking forward to when COVID uh has uh, restrictions have been lifted and things get better and more improved. I'm looking forward to spending some time at the university, um, you know, and 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 uh, and really exploring uh, where this is going to go. It's it's very exciting for us, Michael. This is just the second time that we've uh, done an interview together, and I'm first time. I was really excited, and now listen to you just from the business side, from the R&D side, the processes in place, channel partners, uh, I get more and more enthusiastic about the future of predictive AI. And when I mean, when I say that, I don't mean what the future holds next two weeks or two months, but what it holds next two years. And because you guys uh, are definitely shaping up to be an amazing small cap, disruptive tech company. And uh, I can't wait to have you back again for the next uh, developments in the company. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's a great opportunity that you're providing us here, George, where we can speak to what's going on and, and, and our progress. And uh, just to reiterate what you said before, um, you know, if folks can be patient with us, you know, we're putting in all of the infrastructure that and creating a model that uh, a sustainable and scalable business needs to go forward, and uh, and and this is this is a this is a long term play. We're we're very excited about this, but it's there's going to be some some short term near near coming rewards soon. So we're we're very excited to start to see the wheels in motion that that are going to be paying off soon. And you're no stranger. Uh, I just want to touch on this for 30 seconds. Sure. You're no stranger to introducing, ramping up and succeeding with emerging tech from the ground up because a lot of people don't know that you were the one who brought Zipcar to Canada, correct? So uh, yeah, 19, uh, sorry, 19, shows you how old I am. In 2005, uh, the Americans, uh, who, who founded Zipcar, who were very successful at the time in New York, Boston, Seattle, Chicago, and all over DC, uh, wanted to open up in Canada. And I got called 
to go to Boston to speak with them to see if I would open up a subsidiary in uh, in uh, in Canada. So we opened up in Canada. It had already kind of started a little bit before I got there, but it was just kind of feeling itself out. And then I came in and uh, we brought in some staff and some team and and scaled it up to 475 vehicles. But it wasn't the vehicles and it wasn't even the car sharing itself that was the attractor to what ended up being a half billion dollar buyout from Budget Avis. It was actually the technology, as you alluded to. It was the RFR, the RFID uh, technology on the windshield of the car where you, uh, you had a card that gained you access. And from the moment you got into that car, uh, the data that was being collected from the car itself um, was amazing. I was very spoiled every morning. I had a big dashboard in front of me that told me everything I could possibly want to know about the car, its whereabouts, the ability to unlock it remotely on my computer, uh, to uh, uh, following the life of the car's health. Uh, it, it was incredible. And so- You took all that and, and turned it into how big of a business, because that's really the point I want to make, how big of a business was in Canada. Yeah, so we were doing $11 million of revenue within a few years. And, uh, and it was zero, it was zero to hero. Like it, like the, the, it, 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 after about the, I would say after about eight months after launch is when we started to generate some serious revenues. Uh, and then, and then it just, it just kept going up and up and up like a hockey stick. After and, that. th and that's the point of this, that for everyone watching at home, in case you didn't know about Michael, this isn't Michael and a couple of guys getting together and thinking, let's see if we can sell this, sell this AI stuff. They, he's got a significant track record in leading teams, processes. Doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, Zipcar at the time was cutting edge technology. Nobody knew about it. Uh, don't take it for granted what it is today. And he scaled that up pretty fast. So, Michael, uh, you're a previous winner, and it looks like you're on your way to doing that with predictive AI as well. And can't wait to have you back. Thank you very much. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, to Michael Lendy. He's CEO and president of Predictive AI, trades on the Venture Exchange under PAI, in the US under INOTF, and for our friends in Europe under 71T. Uh, you got to do your due diligence. It's only up to you. So we're going to help you out with that. Get to Agoracom, get to the Predictive AI Hub, and take a look at the profile page because we know that this is cutting edge technology and it isn't something everybody understands the first time, but we've got it really nice laid out for you in a great layman's explanation uh, form and, and content so you get it. And then from there, link over to the Predictive AI website, which you can see right above Michael's head also uh, uh, on the image on the screen and do your additional due, due diligence. We're huge believers in artificial intelligence. We think it's it's going to change our, our lives drastically over the next 10 years. So hopefully you understand that. You do your due diligence. Hopefully find your next great small cap company. Have a great day. See you next time.